On this episode of Clarksville's Conversation, Paul and Mary Beth Tomaszewski talk with Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble about starting the MB Roland Distillery after Paul retired from the Army. They share stories about what happened when they tried to turn an old Amish family farm into a distillery and learning the process of not only running their own business, but distilling whiskey and growing their business from small batches to selling their products all over the United States. You'll also hear a great story about what happened when Charlie sampled their whiskey early on and learned the proper way to sample whiskey and some great drinks that you can make with it. And I know you, Mary Beth, you and Charlie used to work together. So you have known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. And you've probably never known him without that mustache. <laughs> no, I have not. I've seen some great pictures of the 80s, though, that yeah. are just rocking. Yeah. <laughs> what you Oops. may not know is that when puberty struck and he had like one or two hairs, he's never shaved it, ever. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Not it's, even it's, since it's like 13. Like not even like like Tracy never said you know Charlie is a gift my birthday gift shavers she loves him just the way he is (laughs) she's never asked for that God bless her (laughs) (laughs) so in honor of that mustache Charlie must ask you a question. Has have nothing to do with anything. He's, yeah. And and Paul's sitting there saying, "Oh my goodness, what am I doing here?" Okay, so this, I think this is pretty easy. You're entrepreneurs, uh, a veteran, uh, former banker. You're a recovering banker. So and and you've gotten out and you've worked your tail off. To get mm-hmm. your business rolling, yes, I know yeah. that for a fact because I remember day <laughs> one when you said, griping. "What am I doing?" <laughs> but let's say let's say you walk out of here and you stop at the gas station and you buy a lottery ticket. You're just like, "Here's ten bucks." You buy a lottery ticket and you win, say, ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. What happens next? It depends on if you ask me or if you ask him. Because me personally, like last year, we bought an RV, Burbina. Um, we market with it, go across country. I love it. That's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm going to hire the right people, put them on staff, and I'm going traveling. I'm taking, mm-hmm. I'm marketing in Burbina, and I'm going cross country. So I like that name, Burbina. You get it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's, Bourbon. Yeah. I Ina. love it. It's got to be a woman something. Right. Mine's not, not that different. Um, so um, I would get rid of any and all debt we have. Oh, well, I forgot yeah. to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're entrepreneurs. We don't come with debt. And, <laughs> and, I, and I, would get, I would get some amount of, uh, you know, comfort in, in how things would run, you know, with whatever improvements we would do with a few bucks. And then once everything's running well, then do the traveling. Yeah. So evidently, I'm going to abandon everybody yeah. and travel, and Paul's going to take care of them and travel. So is Burbina, does Burbina look like uh, the RV on Breaking Bad? Well, uh, maybe, but a little bit more upscale. A little you know? nicer. It's newer. <laughs> does yeah. it have a kitchen? Yes. It does. It does. We, we, we bought a self-contained unit um, because we knew a lot of the places we were going to go was going to be uh, in areas. It's, it's called boondocking. It's like when you drive, Charlie, that has a bed Yeah, it's not a travel It's not a trailer, trailer yeah. It's like a yeah. Winnebago type. Well, that's the I, one I'm breaking on. bad. That's yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll have to see it. You'll understand. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we branded it. We took one of the labels and we deconstructed it. And so we, instead of doing a wrap, we just kind of did stickers and it looks yeah. just as good. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, it's a tax deductible vacation. Yeah. Exactly. All the time. Yeah. We're Everywhere we go, it's <laughs> all the time. Trust me, I love it. Mm-hmm. And, and Mary Beth's so good at, at marketing and branding. She's, she's phenomenal at that. But let's learn more about how we got here. Yeah, because I've been, I've been talking with Charlie and I've been, and 
wondering, because I've never really got the opportunity to ask you guys. I know you retired from Fort Campbell. You were still working at the bank. So how, like at what point did you guys say, hmm, let's open a bourbon distillery? How did that idea come about? Did you just love bourbon or did you just love drinking? I mean, what was <laughs> He is from Louisiana. I mean, right. you know. I mean, what, what inspired that idea? Because <laughs> all successful businesses, even the biggest ones of the big ones, started with just an idea. I mean, Apple started in a garage. Right. So what started this idea? Go ahead. That, okay, that I'm was answering yours. that. Yeah, that was, okay, that was yeah, his So insanity. that's my fault. Um, <laughs> I, I, had, um, I had gained an appreciation for whiskey and then particularly bourbon because I was being here near Fort Campbell. I was like, uh, you know, when in Rome, we're in this area neck of the woods and went and saw some of the distilleries in kentucky and tennessee and you know it really all started like she was saying i'm from louisiana so um microbreweries just like in the whole country but particularly there was one down the road from us that had uh took off called abita if you're familiar with that brand and i um kind of saw that and i was looking at the industry the distilling industry and the big thing was this would have been over 10 years ago um, pretty much all the distilleries were big ones there weren't small ones there's very very few small ones and so i thought to myself you know this is about to happen in the distilling world kind of like it happened with beer and to some extent wine and so um you know looking at it i was like well how hard would this be to do so our last we ended up having um uh, to deploy, well, I had a deployment before I met her, then we were, I was deployed again. And then kind of like my last stop in the army so that we didn't have to completely uproot our lives was I went to Fort Benning for about a year for a job. And so when I was there in Georgia, of course, I was- um, We were mar married at this point. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, so she stayed here and kept her day job since we were separate, I had, you know, any extra time, I was just trying to entertain myself. So I, I started working on a business plan and hmm. I didn't know anything about anything. I knew how to plan because, you know, military background, but that's about it. So I kind of taught myself accounting and, and just kind of ran a lot of, I guess you could say, uh, just hypotheticals uh, with numbers, but then also just with, you know, thinking things through. And so really beat that up quite a bit. And it's funny because I look back now and because the industry has evolved so much and then also because the internet's evolved so much, you can do what I did in a year or two, you can do that now in a month or okay. less. I mean, it's just no comparison whatsoever. But I mean, we cobbled together a plan and, and, and you know, made a, I made a lot of phone calls and everything. and. When I kicked out the idea to her, initially the idea was, okay, we'll, I'll get out of the army, I'll transition to a, a real job, and uh, save up more money, and we'll save it. up some money and continue to save up some money, and then you know we'll eventually do it. And then um, I had a real estate agent that I was kind of talking to about this whole concept. He pointed us to this old this Amish farm that was going up for sale. And he told me where it was, and I knew where it was, and so I went and checked it out. And I'm like, well, if we can afford this, this might be too good to pass up. <laughs> I got a story on this one, though. So this is great. Ahead. Yeah. So we're checking out the place, and 
when we say it was a, a real Amish dairy farm, that it was a working Amish dairy farm and everybody still lived there. And so I was still in banking at yeah. the time. And of course, I'm dressed in normal banking attire, dress, high heels, you know. And I, On a farm <laughs> with drive chickens out there. and dairy cows. <laughs> well, and, the, and God love the little Amish kids. They're looking at me like, we're going to give our house to these sinners, <laughs> these crazy people, you know, because we're talking about who are going to make bourbon. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so you know, it's like, how much do we disclose? <laughs> because will they not sell us uh -huh. the property? But, you know, we're looking at it going, OK, so remove the dead cow off the property and we can probably put something here because no joke when they yeah. sold it to us they came with a dead cow we had to ask them to remove it um, <laughs> a shell of a building that was going to be the distillery and a pole barn literally a pole, pole barn. barn that had yeah. a dirt floor yeah and then the gift shop of course was where they lived and I walk in and she was so sweet. She's at the kitchen counter and, you know, she's washing dishes and she says, <laughs> she says, I know every woman wants to come see what her new house is going to look like. And I'm like, mm, no electricity. <laughs> you know, the running water has got to be brought up to code. Yes, ma'am. You know, and that's all I know to say because I'm sitting there going, this is going to be my gift shop for my, where I'm going to sell alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I so Paul they, tosses yeah, that I wonder if they it. know now, though. Yeah, they, they do. do. They, yeah, they, they do. do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the family members stopped by a couple of years ago, and they wanted to go upstairs. They wanted to go through the whole property. And we, we pretty much show everybody the entire property, except for the upstairs, because right now that's where we live. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you cannot tour my bedroom. I'm sorry. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. They're, they're perfect for each other. Mm -hmm. He's analytical well, and, and businessy and, and Mary Beth's like we got it no, no, yeah. no trust me he's he's not near as quiet so once you get did off you, how do you did you come up with your own recipe how did you come up with all this different like obviously what came first because on our table here guys we have the Kentucky pink lemonade we have the St. Elmo's Fire. We have the MB Rowland Kentucky Bourbon. I can't read. I don't have my glasses on. Straight Which, bourbon. Straight recipe. bourbon. And then we have the it's, other recipe. It's the other this, recipe. Yeah, that's the weeded bourbon. It's the same so label, took, but it's, yeah. Though, to get the first batch, the bourbon took a couple years, right? Yeah. And I, well, that's the hardest part of a, a distillery where your focus is going to be on an aged product is what do you do while you're aging? And so you really. You only have a few options. Um, one is you have a lot of money, so you can just sit on it and let it age. But I've, I've known many, many people in the business now, and even people with crazy astronomical it's budgets, it's still a scary prospect yeah. to make a product for years and not be able to sell it. It's like betting on futures. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh -huh. and, and so um, what happened, particularly when we got into the business, a lot of people would source whiskey. And now... It's easy to say this now. We look back and we're like, man, we should have done that <laughs> because we could have had this good sourced product that we could have focused on. Made money. Made money off of it and then built on that. And we'd probably be further along than we are right now. But on the other hand, long term, we never did that. We've always made our own product. And a lot of people really seem to like it. We're very proud of it. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it means something when you go mm -hmm. up there. In our industry, it's really a unique thing still. 
it's it's starting to evolve and change to where you know people are are having their own product now but i mean it's just it's a tough threshold to get past yeah this is our 10th year in business and it has taken us that long to actually get enough bourbon and aged spirits to the market to where we're we go from california Mm -hmm. all the way to kentucky so when you're making that first batch of bourbon did you come up with the recipe i mean how do you come up with that um to be honest with you it was you know the if you if at least back back in the day when we were planning all this mm-hmm. a lot of the distilleries do they do publicly talk about what their recipe is and mm-hmm. i'm using air quotes for those that can't see us um <laughs> and, i love it and, and but the recipe in our in when you're talking about a whiskey the recipe is multiple things it's mm-hmm. not just what percent of grains you're using, or even just the yeast. It's also the water you're using. It's also the distillation technique. It's also when you actually have the finished product that you dump out of the barrel. What do you do to it? Do you filter it? Do you cut it with uh, water, etc.? cetera? Uh, what proof is it at? There's many, many things involved with that. And it's not like baking a cake. You yeah. can bake 10 cakes at once. With whiskey or bourbon, you've got to wait. So it's years of prep work if you don't have an idea of what you're going for. Well, that's kind of where I was getting at. Like, if you're putting all this stuff in a barrel and you got to wait two years to taste it, what if it didn't turn out like you'd hoped? You know, you can tell a lot relatively early on, at least in our experience. Mm -hmm. If you make it and you put it in a barrel and give it just a few months, you're going to start getting... You know, especially as as you do more of this and your and your palate gets more in tune, you you know if it's going to be good or if it's going to be hey this is something that maybe we don't need to keep making. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. Because we do, we do play around with a lot of recipes more so to entertain ourselves, uh-huh. but it's actually real good from a practical standpoint because there are recipes we've made where we go. Um, no need to keep on making this, yeah. or we don't need to make yeah. that much of this, you know. Um, not to say some people won't like it, it's just, you know, you're you're trying to look at something that's as marketable as possible. When we came up with our recipe, it was more or less kind of, you know, you as you study bourbon and those recipes out there, you get an idea of what the different grains are going to do to the nature of the product. And then there's also the same thing with yeast. There's yeast that you can use that's going to dominate flavor more than not. Mm-hmm. We actually use a yeast that doesn't really do a whole lot to the flavor by design because we want the grain and we want the barrel to be the star of the of the product. And in our case, we use local white corn, so that has a completely unique mm-hmm. flavor versus uh, a yellow corn like all of your big bourbon distilleries. So um, so as, f- as far as the, the recipe, it was kind of intuition when we came up with the 17% rye it came it was really more based on okay we want some spice in there but we don't want it to be an explosion of spice there are bourbons out there that are very high in rye and it almost tastes like it could be a rye whiskey if you told someone that you know Mm -hmm. and so you don't we didn't want to go that far but we did want that distinctive spice and kind of cinnamony kind of flavor you get from that Um, but we have a huge helping of our corn in there because we want that to be very definitive for the flavor. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's really, it was, it was intuition. It wasn't like, oh, yes, this is it. It wasn't some historical record we pulled up and said, hey, let's recreate this. 
it was it was hey this makes sense and when we did it we liked it so we said okay let's keep doing it we did have a uh, taste testing group to kind of get everybody's feedback on yeah it. I bet you had a hard time finding volunteers oh, yeah. for that. That's yeah, that hard. was tough. That was tough. <laughs> we got some folks that were used to drinking bourbon. We got some folks that were not used to drinking bourbon. And That's smart. We, um, what was really interesting is we gave them tasting cards. And what did you think? What did you like? And the feedback, we let them be anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Because was, they, you wanted to stay friends. It did. Well, uh -huh. and, and not only that, I mean, you know, you, you want someone's honest opinion. Right. I, if you tell me you like it and it really tastes like something I need to flush down the toilet, you're not doing me any favors. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted honest feedback. And I think Charlie probably gave us the most honest feedback. You? That was accidental. <laughs> and and I wasn't necessarily going to bring that up. But they are in you the early. Can you still make that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's very popular. But you have to like, like Scotch whiskey. You have smoky to like stuff. smoky yeah, spirits. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 not my fault. You've got to tell a story now. You can't just. Well, I mean, you, go you know, ahead, go ahead. Uh, you know, I don't really remember because I drank you too told, much of something. You told me the story earlier okay, today, okay, so I'm don't actually okay. don't remember. So so it was early on. It was early it on. It was. Yeah, it I mean, was, we were testing. I don't everything. even know if it was. Was it before the picking on the porches even started? Yes, definitely. Okay, so it was way, mm -hmm. way early. And we're sitting outside. There was a lot of folks out there, and there's, you know, they're giving you these bourbons. I don't know much about bourbon. That's why either. today I'm just sitting here just fascinated mm -hmm. because I, I don't really know the difference. Yeah, and I mean, that's fine. I just that's totally, like I said, we got folks that did know and right. folks that weren't yeah. so, mm -hmm. you know. And, and she wanted honest opinion, and once again, you know. <laughs> People like Coke. I may not like Coke. It's a bestseller. Uh, but so I took a swig of something. I went, mm. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. And I made some kind of crazy I'll just comment. Say what you said. I just. He said it sounds like it tastes like I'm licking the side of a barn door. <laughs> I said something like that, but I didn't know, and I didn't, I thought I was self-contained. I thought it was my head voice. He's been drinking a little bit. Much but and, my head and Tracy voice. looked at me, and then Mary Beth apparently heard me, and she. She shut me down pretty quick. But it, it was, was a smoky bourbon. That's why it was. But I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. You were totally fine. You were to now. I just didn't want. You don't want people to influence each yeah, other. Yeah, that's right. Because a lot of times, <laughs> especially not when it's a negative comment. <clears throat> yeah. But a lot of times people will pick up things that right. they weren't picking up before. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I was. I was like. You know, now this was like ten years ago, right? So, so oh, yeah, I think absolutely. I think I've. Uh, He's got, his manners have evolved. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, actually, we do that when we taste different barrels because every barrel yeah. tastes different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you're blending product for a batch, or if you're saying, "Hey, this is going to be a single barrel," when we taste, we'll literally sit around the table, and we'll 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 say how we feel about the flavor, but until everyone tastes, we don't. Yeah, talk about what it That's tastes like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, I mean, you don't want to interject that in someone's head. Yeah, yeah. and that makes total sense. Let, let's okay. Here's a comparison. So you, Paul's got bourbon. Yeah, give me something taste. Yeah, okay. I got this pink lemonade. For those that can't see I'm us, I'm gonna do the bourbon. I'm gonna use okay. sign language. Bring so, it. So, I'm so ready. what you're gonna do is you're gonna bring it, you know, to your nose. You first. And that's, uh, mine's just pink lemonade. No, you're trying no, but, that. I mean, so oh. go ahead. So, so this is bourbon. That's yeah. bourbon. So what I'm picking up out of that is some nice toffee. Some butterscotch notes, a little I bit of caramel. I can. Yeah. Here. A little bit of buttery flavor. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I can I've, smell I've, it. That's, yeah. That's good. Now, would you have picked that out if, I'd, if I hadn't no. said that? Mm -mm. Right. So that's what you're trying to avoid. But I, wanna, I guess the other one's going to have the same stuff in it, too. 
No, it's Some, not. Well, it's actually. gonna be a little different. I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna taste this one. Yeah. Okay, give it up. <laughs> I'm not a bur big bourbon drinker, but that's it's smooth. It's very smooth. Your eyes are glassing over. No, it didn't make me go. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't do that to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the St. Elmo's Fire might do that to you. Okay. Because it's got cayenne pepper in it. Oh, I like spicy, though. Oh, you'll be oh, good then you'll with love this, it. Then. Yeah. That's actually really smooth. It now, tell, tell everybody, you may have already said this. Which and I was one is focused. this one we're drinking? This is our standard, we call it our flagship bourbon. It's very smooth. It's got rye in it. Okay, I got it. This is it, totally off topic. has nothing to do with anything. But y'all know what I learned today? So, you know that song, American Pie, Bye, Bye, American Pie, mm -hmm. driven to the levee, drinking whiskey and rye? I never knew what that meant till today. Well, <laughs> it was our visit that inspired yeah, it. Yeah, you were talking about rye. Well, I never understood what no, the rye no. piece was. Well, no, no, no. Actually, that's... Uh, that's that's incorrect? Yeah. Oh, I thought it's it was not, uh, the The common misconception is drinking whiskey and rye, it's whiskey in rye. Because he was from Rye, New York. Now but, everybody's oh, no. going to go Google Don, that. Don like, McLean. Anybody that's watching or listening. I've always wondered that. Mm -hmm. I kind of got it today. So yeah. I was going to tell you all the Okay. Favorite. Okay. Squirrel. Okay. Hey, so as we're drinking this. <laughs> and he'll correct you like that's okay. anything. No, he needs to. So so <laughs> what we just had, what's the best way? How do people drink it? I mean, do you just put it on ice? What's I mean, how do you? what? A big old fancy, big old ice cube. People ask that. The best way to drink it is the way you like it. I don't want to tell anybody yeah, how to yeah. drink their spirits. How do you like to drink it? Cold? Neat. Just like that. Just like that? Mm -hmm. I think that I'm not a big cold like I feel like my water room temperature. I think I would drink it that way. Yeah. And and you can if you know if you want to water it down to where it's not I think this particular bottle is 110.4 proof. If you want to water it down to a 90 proof, you know, a little bit more acceptable mm -hmm. for someone's palate, please do. I, I I'm not going to get offended. I am not. You're buying my product and you're happy with it. You drink it however you like. Uh, it. Yeah, the, the big thing now uh, really in the past few years and I mean just right now the way whiskey is it's it's changed a whole lot i mean when, when you compare it over 15 20 years ago um and classic cocktails have come back a whole bunch old fashions and manhattans mad Men was good for that. yeah and yeah. and one reason that that's so such a neat thing with whiskey is because there's not a lot in that cocktail other than whiskey yeah. there's other stuff but not a lot mm -hmm. so the flavor of that whiskey or bourbon or whatever you're drinking really comes through and so um, that's kind of that's kind of the the bourbon snobs, oh you know blessing on okay that's an all right cocktail. You start putting soda and bourbon, some people will scoff at that. I'm not saying I do. I'm just telling you you know how the how the bourbon intelligentsia thinks. And uh, yeah, the the, 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 the bourbon Gestapo. And um, <laughs> there's a whole subculture oh, yeah. within a subculture with bourbon. Oh, yeah. fans. And, and I love and I love many I love many of them and technically, you know, we're being in the industry, we're part of it in some ways, but um, but it's there's a lot of interesting, you know, uniqueness to to them. And um, but yeah, the old fashioned Manhattan, that's okay. It gets a pass, but when you're just, like there's a poster. What's in an old-fashioned Manhattan? Uh, so an old-fashioned and a Manhattan. Manhattan, let me go back. Actually. Oh, I called it an old-fashioned Manhattan. No. <laughs> well, an, an old-fashioned was, it is. was <laughs> like, it was put together with um, initially cognac or brandy. Okay. And it evolved to be rye whiskey, and then now it's starting to be more so bourbon, uh, really over the past, you know, 
I'd say, 30, 40 years. Um, but basically, it's the bourbon. It is sugar or simple syrup. And then usually some amount of well, bitters. Usually it's just standard Angostura bitters. And then some amount of orange or orange peel garnish or mm -hmm. something. And then cherry. And there's all sorts of variations on it. And then it is served on ice. And then a Manhattan is very similar to that. It's got, it can be made with rye or bourbon. And then you've got your bitters and then you've got sweet, a little bit of sweet vermouth. That's served neat. And one of the reasons he's being so technical on this stuff is we work with so many different bartenders that are literally top in their field in the country. Um, and those guys, they will take historic recipes and they will either A, recreate them, or they'll do their spin on them. But that's their livelihood and they are serious about it. Mm -hmm. So it kind of translates over to us when we go do marketing and stuff like that. We, I was in Las Vegas this past weekend and my friend ordered, a, what did you say the second one was, a Manhattan? Mm-hmm. She ordered one of those. We were in this uh, speakeasy mob type place, mm -hmm, you know, in the mm -hmm. basement. And they brought it. They gave her her glass. Because, you know, the, everybody went down the speakeasies during Prohibition. Mm -hmm. They brought it in a book that you had to open that had a little bottle in it. And you poured it in the glass. Oh, how cute. It was yeah, clever. That's neat. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty clever. We've uh, had some really fun trips with our marketing. So I told you about Burbina. The whole thing yeah. that drove that was uh, we started distributing in California, Arizona, and Nevada. Oh, and, congratulations. Um, That's a big thank deal. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was a big deal. So they invited us out to uh, come and, and market all of our products, introduce it to the, to the you know, brands and stuff like that. Well, uh, when we went on this trip, we, well, when we decided we were going to go on this trip, we were sitting there thinking, we don't want to spend thousands of dollars on plane tickets, hotel trips, you know, getting a car, whatever. We'd already been debating on investing in an RV, and we said, Let, let's just do it. Let's go across country and, you know, road trip they across the states. They have to really like each other to road trip that much together. Try huh? starting a business together. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Seeing how much you like each other. I love my husband, but no. <laughs> hey, before, before we move, we've got a couple things to talk about, but... Okay. We have one more tasting uh, that I've got to get to before, okay. before we get down the line. Well, I want to taste, you want to taste the pink lemonade? I one? do. I, I want her to, uh, I want one of you to explain to me what I'm about to drink. I have a pink drink in my Kentucky hand. Kentucky pink lemonade. Tell me, tell me a little bit about it. So this okay. is, this kind of came about, it was literally just playing with different recipes in the distillery when we wanted to make some <laughs> stuff that was, that was not aged. <laughs> I'm laughing because he's over here. Getting a sick Taste, yeah. yeah, it's good. That's yummy. It's good. But I'm it's, listening. But I'm it's listening, it's just it's lemon juice. It's sugar. It's some strawberries, and then our clear unaged. We call it our moonshine or our true Kentucky shine. That's a great drink with some ice. Well, yeah. mm -hmm. sitting around the pool this summer. Well, I hate Ginger to call, really I hate to call my wife out on a recording, but too late. <laughs> so we we've had some of this at home before, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think she's made some kind of uh, like martinis or something. Oh with yeah. It. yeah. And um, I think they're pretty good because all of her friends like it. Good, good, good. <laughs> I'm gonna so. get a recipe from her then. Well, I, there's not much of a recipe to it. You pour it in a glass, squirt a little something else in there, and just probably the ginger ale. She said ginger ale. Yeah, sprite. I think she puts a little sprite yeah. or ginger ale. Ginger or something ale, in there. And, and if you like ginger beer, if you want more of that ginger kick, yeah, it's it's Ooh. really good. Yeah. And get the non-alcoholic version of the ginger beer because it tends to have a lot more of that. Because you add flavor. alcohol and talk of alcohol, and you're in trouble. 
Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have one more question for Paul before we talk about events and things. Okay. Well, so, we got to try the St. Elmo's Fire, too. Okay. Is it oh, open? here. Yeah. I've already... Okay. I've already opened it. All right. So but while we're trying that, I want to I want to ask Paul a question Ooh, be, because once again I'm a novice at pepper. all the brown stuff. But you've got Kentucky bourbon, and you have Tennessee whiskey. Mm -hmm. And if you're in Kentucky, you're waving your flag. If you're in Tennessee, you're waving your whiskey flag. What's the difference? What's the deal? What? Oh boy. Well, there's some debate to that answer. the The real answer uh, or the easy answer is. Uh, bourbon is made by distilling your corn-based alcohol and aging it in a barrel, a new charred oak barrel. Tennessee whiskey is done the exact same way, except traditionally it is filtered or dropped, you know, literally dribbled through, if you ever go see Jack Daniels, these big vats with sugar maple charcoal that they actually burn on site at the distilleries. And what, what's going on there is the clear liquid before it's put into a barrel is actually having certain components filtered out. But the trade-off too is it actually adds some flavor to it as well. Um, if you drink Jack Daniels, you almost get kind of an apple-y kind of, to me, to me, a kind of fruity flavor to it. Um, that's that charcoal influencing that. But see, that's, that's a federal law is after distillation, there's not supposed to be any additives uh, before uh, it goes into that barrel. And that's where the charcoal filtering comes into play. Oh, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. So in this St. Elmo's fire, what I find interesting is, you told me it was gonna be cinnamon, so I expected that, but I guess I was expecting more of a, like cinnamon candy-ish, but it's not. It reminds me of like the spice cinnamon, like you would make it cinnamon would. Because that's with. what it is. It's natural cinnamon, it is. that's it's all we use. It's more of a natural, yeah, it's more, yeah. not like, Candy cinnamon. Well, you're on your second glass. Me, I, Sooner or later, you'll figure it well, out. Well, to me, I smell it almost get Cinnabon, but that's also wishful thinking because I oh, like it. Oh, wow. Them. It does have that kind well, of That smells good. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's good. Well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so, so I have one more question. I'm not going to tell you. I have one more question about, you know, you, you told us how, how to smell it. And then, and I've heard something about how you smell wine. Do you smell wine and bourbon the same way? That's at similar, the, yeah. At the top or the bottom of the glass, or does it matter? You know, for me, you know I mean? wait till you taste that. I don't like sticking my nose in a glass. Mm -hmm. I'm not too. I'm not a fan of that. I would prefer to get the to pull it up you, and wait till you get the kick. Feel it, it tastes like a. Oh. <laughs> you feel it. <laughs> That's pretty good. It tastes like a bunch of um. Do you feel like cayenne pepper? Is that what that is? That's a yes. cayenne pepper. I wasn't listening, apparently. It's more warmth you just feel. His face is so it's red. Is it red, really? <laughs> a little bit. It's not good. It actually tastes pretty good, though. It's good. It's got that, I can feel the cayenne pepper down my throat. Yeah. Uh -huh. so what, if you got a sore throat, oh, that is yeah. awesome. Well, not only that, the cinnamon and cayenne are both supposed to fight that kind of stuff, too. Ooh. So if I get cold, I actually start sipping on that. You sometimes in hot chocolate. It's <laughs> good though. I hear you go. Oh, did I do that? You're yeah, you're breathing through your teeth. <laughs> so it when it hit his throat. I saw the look on his face. I was other people. But I like. But it. But it was actually really good. Because I used to eat red hots, but not with peppers. Right. 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 But it's not so that. It, it kind of yeah. had the same scent. Well, we have to tell customers when they're at the tasting bar because if somebody's either allergic to cayenne or they oh, yeah. have a really bad reaction, I mean, I've had people say yeah i'm great with it and then they do that but then have a coughing fit yeah. and it's like you know please take some water well i'm proud i didn't cough now i, I keep thinking of one more question one more question so 
Barbara, do you pair? With food? Yes. You That's can. a great question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it, obviously that you can cook with it too. But, yeah. uh, but I mean, it's starting to become more of a thing where just like wine and you pair it with certain foods, you do the same thing with bourbon, you know, when there's yeah. comparable tasting flavor things. Barbecues are real popular yeah. with them. Oh, I can um, see that. And then uh, bacon. Because uh, oh, yeah. they oh, like bacon. everything. Bacon. Right? Trust right? me. Yeah. And then chocolate. So. Wow. so tell us about some of the events you guys have coming up. Because you started to do the events to bring more awareness to the distillery. And you've got some things coming up here in April and May, and picking on the porch is going to be kicking off soon. Yep. Go for it. Sure. Um, so <laughs> we've got a lot of Would events. Would you like me to tell you about your events? <laughs> no, no, no. April, April. Well, April fifth and sixth, we have the uh, vintage crafts and cocktails, yep. which is um, you know a lot of vendors, and then we have food trucks. Of course, we sell cocktails. It's kind of there in the name. You can yeah. sip and shop. Yeah. You yeah. can. And they're handcrafted vendors. We make sure that we, we handpick them. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's and no, no problem with folks that do have third-party sales. I don't mean it in, yeah. in that manner, but I know a lot of people, when they're looking for craft shows, they're looking for stuff that people make from scratch. Yeah. And that's kind of what we focus on uh, in vintage and stuff. But, but yeah. that's cool because you're from scratch, so why not exactly. promote people exactly. that have... So that's clever, yeah. Charlie. No, ma'am. Well, oh, it was yeah, good. I I'm mean, kind of, complimenting you. Well, thank you. But but you know you're you're trying to you're trying to help people that that are coming along like you did. You you've worked your way through. Right. Why not? Why not? And that was the whole concept. Yeah. Is these guys? You know, when you start a business, you invest your money into it and and yeah. you know your time, and you want to see a return. And so yeah. our thought process was to. Folks want to buy from that. They, you know, who wants to go to a craft fair and pick out something they get at Walmart? Right. You know. Yeah. So. Then the weekend after that, uh, we are having a 5K at the distillery, mm-hmm. um, and that we're also also having a health outdoor expo. Uh, so I really hope that we get a lot of folks that run as well as come to that expo um, because we're gonna have some folks that have RVs out there. I mean, this is all about getting healthy, getting outdoors. Uh, doing stuff that gets you off the couch. Yeah. Um, and then after the run, we're no, going to... I got that one. That's that's my favorite event of the year. What's that? Is our crawfish bowl. Well, no, no, no. I, I want to say after the run, there is going to be a concert from 5 to 7 also. So. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, the, but the crawfish bowl is cool because we started it three years ago. It's our third one this year. And so we fly in the crawfish because... Pretty much have to if you're going to because you it. can't get it around here, right? Well, you you have to fly in live crawfish because you got to boil them, you know, that way. I didn't know that really yeah. before we started doing. You got to hear them scream. Yeah. No, you uh, don't. It's not like a lobster. Oh, it's not. Yeah, but see, I, I was like, no, don't boil them alive. That's horrible. Paul's like, it's what you do. That's why it's fresh. Yeah, yeah exactly. But the uh, the folks coming, we we have this year three guys, but uh, we've had the same guy come up as a good friend of mine from Louisiana. And we've learned some stuff, you know, from him, and we've we've got all the pots and everything. We do it in house, and it tastes just like I remember, you know, growing up eating crawfish. And how many pounds of crawfish will y'all cook? About twelve hundred pounds. Whoa, that's a lot of crawfish. But it's all fresh, and it's all you know, it's all you can eat. Mm -hmm. So, but that one we do have people make sure and buy tickets beforehand because we got to know how much crawfish crawfish we got. right. Right. Well, we usually sell out, so. Folks yeah. that are wanting to do it, go on the website, check it out. It's and, 21 and up. Yep. It is limited seating. so We'll have uh, a band playing, but yeah, it's, it is just 
pure bliss. I love it. It's like, you know, don't It's Mardi Gras in April. Yeah. So we encourage everybody to dress up Mardi Gras style. Um, don't worry. No beads are being thrown unless, you know, they're enjoying themselves. <laughs> not for any other reason. It's not inappropriate. But it's a lot of fun. What's 21 and nothing? Paul <laughs> coming in with, with, with the disclaimer. Paul's hey, like, why not? <laughs> you mentioned your website. What, what's your website? Where do people need to go? mbroland.com. And it's one L. No, no W. mbroland.com. You want to tick her off? You put a W on there. <laughs> I'm not ticking her off. No. <laughs> not no, on purpose. I'd rather not. I got away with that either. 10 years ago. I'm over. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> you didn't tick me off. So you still have local. You still have uh, local musicians, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've got, gosh, Sid Hedrick and, and the Falcons. Joel um, Brown, of Joel course. Joel Brown, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Tim Lynch. Yep. Um, Chris Robertson. Chris Robertson, yep, yeah, I can't great. forget about him. And the, those are all guys playing uh, Picking on the Porch, which starts May 25th. I 25th. Same way to get tickets. Yeah. Website. Oh no, no you don't tickets. have that one. Oh, you don't have to. You tickets. just yeah. drive on up and park, and there you go. It's, it is. I will disclose. It's a five dollar parking fee, but that is it. You can have as many people in your car. You as can you have want a clown to. car with thirty people in there. There That's you right. go. It's five dollars. Right. There you go. So. Hey, don't you have a text club or something? We do. It's text. Let's see. MBR to. What is it? Six eight six eight three. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> are you a member? You are now. I help them manage it. Oh, you yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. It goes out through them. It's just I, I'm not usually telling someone what well, the actual. Thing I'll be is. honest. I can only disclose. I knew we have two codes we use: six eight six eight three or seventy seven thousand. So I knew it was one of the. Oh other. yeah. So it's when six, you did six eight, eight, eight I thought it was a good guess. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Clean it up. Say it again. Text. Text MBR. Two six eight six eight three. Yes. Thank you. And then you'll be a part of their text club. Yeah. And I'm going to do that. And with that, you'll receive updates on the events get, and everything happening out there. And, you, and sometimes we send out special coupons. And yeah, stuff we send like out that. discounts to text club only members. There you so, go. So you He's know, if walk you're, in with your phone and show it, and boom. There yeah. You, we, mm -hmm. I don't know. We might do a text club discount for something. I don't know. Crawfish bowl. Then yeah, we might. You can. You sign never know. You got to sign up for the text club to find yeah. out. Hey, hey, okay. MBR. Six eight six eight three. So I have another question now because I've seen you at um, some other events. Yeah, we'll end on that note. And taste that last. And, and how do people, you know, I've seen you at like a business after hours yeah. making uh, snow cones, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if someone wanted you to do that, I mean, how how do you, is that something that can happen, or is that just like a one time I saw you do it? <laughs> well, I mean, we we can't. Just go pour alcohol at events. Yeah, I yeah. mean, laws and yeah. stuff like that. Right. No, I understand. Right. I understand. So you know, chamber events, business after hours. We're members. They've got their own licensing okay. situation. Um, but we do participate in uh, community events where there are actual festivals because we yeah. can sell cocktails there. Yeah. Now that may be a Kentucky only thing. Is that Kentucky only? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Because um, I think the, the the snow cone thing. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I've yeah, had. I don't know what I think. I had one of the pink lemonade you, ones. One yeah, time. that's the most Knowing popular me. one. That is the Knowing most popular. Me. Yeah, pink lemonade. I mean, you don't taste the alcohol in it. It's one of those. No, y'all got to try this one. Well, I want to ask this last question, and then we'll end on this taste. But what? Do, what's next? 
I mean, oh boy. Yeah. Ah, okay. we got a lot in right, the works. We'll, we'll, we'll we... do. Uh, I'll, I'll let you do one sneak preview, and I'll do the other. Okay. Yeah. You heard it here. Folks. Yeah. So, First, folks. so I've got. When I say sneak preview, I'm not saying the whole thing. We're selling the the sizzle, not the steak. Okay. All right. So you know that miss marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not so full got, of enough sizzle, evidently. We've got two new products coming up in the next few months. One of them is is a. Uh, Let's just say, if you like tequila, you'll like this one. Oh. And then, and then another one is, um, let's just say, if you like cows, you might like this one. It's milk, Charlie. You're going to throw some milk. <laughs> <laughs> and, but but um, we are excited about both of these and really interested to see what people think when we get it out there. Um, now we've got text club members uh, text know about club, it. Text yeah, club exactly. members will be the they first sure to know about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, Mary Beth, I'll let you figure out what you want to say about. The, yeah, you just threw me under the bus because right. there's some stuff that we've got going on that's that's still in the fire, and I can't it's really talk top about. Secret, let's Charlie. just say, let's just say it's big. It's big. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Stay tuned. And it's it, it is definitely one of those dot 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 oh, moments yeah. because That's if awesome. everything I know, I'm so proud falls the way it does, then we'll yeah. have another conversation. Things are things are lining up, and hopefully, we can be very public about it in the coming, mm -hmm. I'd say, next two or three months. Yeah, and I would like to say, if you haven't done the either Kentucky Bourbon Trail Craft Tour, it's a lot more members like us that are smaller guys started yeah. their own distilleries. And if you haven't done the local uh, state, state line, line whiskey, whiskey tour, tour, we're in it with um, Old Glory and Casey Jones. That's awesome. Yeah. You so, go to three distilleries in one day, and we've got this cool barrel stave glass holder that you get glasses at each distillery. Um, yeah, we, we have a very... Very comfortable, very good relationship with the other yeah. distillers in That's the area. Fine. We're we're all about you know making a, a tourism experience yeah. exciting and and growth in this entire area, um, because as we know, Clarksville and Hawkinsville, Pembroke are side by side. We're not yeah. we're neighbors. Right. So. so let's taste this last one. I already finished. did. What's this one called? That is our bourbon, but it's made with it has wheat instead of rye in it, so it has. I more, don't want you to tell me what I smell. It has more of a. <laughs> The, the term in the industry is a softer flavor because you don't get the spice. You get more of like a bread-like kind it of... It was really smooth. I yeah. just had, I had a little I smell sip. something sweet, but I can't figure out what it is. So is it like a brown sugar sweet or is it like a cotton candy sweet? Or molasses or... Honey? I'm going to say more brown sugary because mm -hmm. I don't think cotton candy, it's not sugar sugar. I don't think I know what molasses smells like. Oh, it's almost yeah. got a tobacco-y note, molasses yeah, does. It, yeah. It's a real rich. The good part about Katie, she doesn't sip it. She takes like a full shot. And then, <laughs> so it's like, okay, in about 10 minutes, I'll be able to taste it. I saw you. I got to have it on video right now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> It's delicious, though. No, that one, I think that one was really smooth, and I'm not sure which one it, it was going to be. The, the other one was that. my favorite. The original is my favorite. The original is. Yep. I don't. I don't know. I kind of like that one. That I one's got that a little one, bit that more. One. That one had a little bit more burn to it than the other one. It was smooth. It is a little me. bit higher in proof. No, had, you know it was what? A I just smoother lied to, you. to me. It's actually lower in proof. Whew. Yeah, but you know, most and I'll point out too. Whenever you buy larger distillery purchases, um, for, you know, from the bigger distilleries. 
they're they're going to do they're going to lower that proof yeah. because they they can get more bourbon out of it. Our our goal has always been not to so much put out a quantity whiskey as it is a quality. To whiskey. give you a, kind of an understanding, we get about when we dump a, a 53 gallon barrel, which is your standard whiskey barrel size, we get about 200 bottles or 200 fifths out of it. Oh. A big distillery is because they're cutting it back with water is going to get usually minimum 250. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a big difference on their bottom line, you know. Right. It's not that we don't want the money. It's just we want to make sure that when somebody mm-hmm. buys something that says, what's really unique that I have to have on my bar, you need to be rolling for mm-hmm. sure. And that's always been our goal. So, Last question. Uh-uh. What? I have one, too. Okay. <laughs> I do this every time well, I find I something really first. interesting. Does the MB stand for Mary Beth? Yes. Roland is actually my maiden name, MB Roland. Okay. I yeah. just wanted to know. Mm-hmm. I, th- I knew it had to be something. I knew that. And, and I and I have to, okay. I have to tell this story really, really, really quickly. Okay. Paul decides that he wants to name it after me, and I'm so excited because I'm a wife and I'm so happy, and I'm like, that is That's so, so awesome. I love you. Paul. And he says, yeah, nobody can say Tomaszewski. Ah. <laughs> and I'm like, shh, 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 stop. You, yeah. you were, good. You, were you were such a winner. Yeah, I, know, I love right? you so much. I want to know business after he you. was going to have a really good night that night. Yeah, you blew it. Yeah, well. Okay, I have a, another right. technical question because I'm I'm really amazed at what he knows oh yeah because he is he knows it and so i'm the good part about these things even if we know the answer we can ask the question and if we don't know the answer we can ask the question and it doesn't really matter (laughs) so so you have a proof Mm -hmm. and then you have alcohol content sorry is there how what what's the difference what what difference does it make proof is double your alcohol content so if 50% alcohol is 100 proof. And by law, we have to put both on the label. No, we don't so have to. So if it says 50 proof, if it says 100 proof, that means that there's 50% of what's in that bottle's alcohol? That's correct. Oh, wow. I learned something new. That, okay, now I'm, get, now I'm getting it. So when we were in high school, we always wanted to get the stuff from the <laughs> high, higher proof. Yeah, okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, I never knew. It. I just knew you didn't have to drink as much. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I hope you guys will come back with us and share the dot, dot, dot. There you go. (laughs) Let us be the first. I I look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming today, though. This has been fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Loved it. Thank you all for coming. And send us pictures after you drink a little bit of this stuff. Well, if we drink much of it, somebody's going to have to take the picture for (laughs) That's right. But that'd be fine. Well, you got a couch here. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, we have to get home tonight. Yeah, he's right. worried about people drawing on his face, though. That's oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for coming. Thanks for having it's us. Great. It was great. It was fun. Clarksville's conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.